What's good, y'all? This is Jonathan, and thank you so much for listening to my podcast. But first, let me tell you something about Anchor. Right now, I'm sitting in my car recording this sponsorship, and that's just how simple it is. Anchor is a free creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. How dope is that? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, y'all. Now to the show. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Real Talk with Dumas Podcast. My name is Jonathan Dumas, and this podcast is about having real conversations with the people I see every day because we don't know what we miss until we miss them. Thank you so much again for checking out the show and even being willing to go on this journey with me. A lot of hard work, time, vulnerability goes into this thing. And so I appreciate you just clicking that button and saying, hey, I want to check this thing out. So again, thanks. Two, don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening and follow me on Instagram at RTWD Podcast. Again, that's RTWD Podcast on Instagram. A lot of cool opportunities are going to be coming up and I want to share them with you. So would love for you to participate in that way. In this first episode, I asked my guy, Jonathan Mario to sit down with me to discuss who I am and why I decided to do a podcast. I've known Jonathan for a minute and he shares the same desires to get into the thick of it with folks as I do. So he was perfect to sit down with and just chop it up. A lot has changed since this first episode was recorded. So I will jump in from time to time to give you some life updates. So without further ado, let's get into it. So speaking of which, uh, I want to talk about you. I want to like get to know you a little bit. Yeah. Share who you are. Yes. And um, I'm going to leave that open and let you decide how you want to. Okay. Yeah. Describe that, but shoot, man. Okay, so I mean, I'm 28. Um, I like long walks on the beach. My favorite color <laughs> is green. <laughs> swipe left. Yes. Yeah, swipe... <laughs> nah, I think uh, shoot, man. I always have a hard question, a hard time answering this question. Honestly, um, I think a lot, a long time, I've like allowed people to like kind of like tell me who I am, mm. and not really like chosen to um, just be me. Um, yeah. Like I just. I just really want to, yeah, I just always struggle with this question. Um, but I think this year specifically like 2019 has been a year where I've like really chosen to like, um, reclaim my personhood and who I am. And, um, I honestly could say like, I'm a, I really, really, really love having fun. Um, I love telling jokes like growing up, like just literally just, like just absolute joy, just like growing up and just telling jokes all the time. My wow. moms, with my brothers, with my uncles, like that. When 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 my family gets together, we are always laughing. Like it's just loud <laughs> and really just we're laughing and telling jokes and cracking up on each other. So that's, awesome. that's one of the things I just love and enjoy. Um, but I also like really like um, see the value and really like getting to know folks on a deeper level. And so yeah. I'm I'm so willing like to go, we'll be laughing and, and five minutes later, just be like, you know, really be with somebody in, in, in the midst of what they're going through. And so I just want to be on the spectrum and be available to folks. And so that's what I kind of feel. 
Um, but I also love to travel. Um, I love, I'm a, I'm a low-key nerd, so I, I love like learning and reading and yeah. um, listening to podcasts 24 seven. Um, and just like point, being a little point Dexter and pointing out little facts you didn't know. <laughs> All right, drop a fact for us. What's a, what's a little fun fact you've been spinning around in your head lately? Yeah, so there's a there's a little fun so fun fact. So um, LA actually just uh, so like social justice fact. So LA um, board of directors actually or board of supervisors, excuse me, actually um, voted against um, opening up another jail. They were going to spend three and a half billion dollars in jail. Wow. Um, and so they're actually going to invest that money in um, in uh, the uh, psychological health of like some inmates. So there's thirty wow. percent of those that are in jail in LA County. Thirty yeah. percent of people that are in jail right now in LA um, are um, mentally ill. And so they're actually wow. going to invest that money in um, back into that like that thirty percent, which amazing. is like that's huge. That's yeah. like amazing. Um, yeah. And then I think LA actually vote another one. LA actually voted and said like. Um, uh, changing the the wording from um, reasonable um, force uh-huh. when it comes to police yeah. to actually necessary, okay. which is like there's a clear distinction between like necessary yeah. and um, reasonable. Reasonable there there's a statute um, from a, a court case from like twenty or thirty years ago, but basically um, allows police officers to use reasonable if it was reasonable so you'll Total gray area yeah like you'd no idea what that means yeah. and that's why when people when cops they're literally trained to say <clears throat> if they if there's a civilian shooting they say i thought they had a gun well that's reasonable that you would shoot that person right and predominantly it's used you know um improportionately towards black and brown communities sure. so um I'm, I'm Ooh, getting into that, man. but yeah, but. we got two facts for the okay. price of one. Yeah, and then also, yeah. man, I totally get what you're talking about with that spectrum. Like we're yeah. laughing, talking about traveling, and yeah. then like really going into the depths of just some really cool and awesome like changes happening mm-hmm. in a systemic justice level. So that totally demonstrates, I think, what you're talking about. Absolutely. Um, you also, if I could, like, chase this with you for a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. So what led to this year being about reclaiming your personhood? Mm. So if that's what 2019 is, then I'm guessing 2018 has a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, so, I, I mean, I can just go into it. I think 2018 um, was probably some of my worst worst bouts of depression mm. um, that I've had. And I'm just getting emotional all of a sudden thinking about yeah. it. But, like, my worst bouts of depression that I've had in a really long time. Mm. Um I just was like really emotionally lost and just not really understanding like my purpose and like reason honestly for living. Um, and it's not, I would have like thoughts of like suicide, sure. you know, I, I, I thought about it um, pretty consistently, um, but I wasn't creating a plan or anything like that. Um, but I think, uh, I think um, after I finished like grad school, um, and there was like this deep mourning of like what could have been mm. um, of this plan that I had for my life. And I wanted to be an, a lawyer and go to law school all my life and yeah. really didn't end up doing that. Um, and kind of like pivoted to a degree I actually love into a career um, path that I'm not necessarily in yet, but yeah, like I'm getting yeah. there. Um, but like, I just like have fallen in love with this, but like still yeah. going through that grieving stage. Um, and allowing myself to actually like feel my feelings and emotions, mm. um, and process those things, um, and just be depressed for a little while mm. and, and feel those feelings. And, um, coming into 2019, there was just like a shift. Like I got my energy back. 
I got my confidence back and kind of like just re just reevaluated like this next phase. Yeah. You know, I've, I planned up until grad school, like literally since I was five planned up until grad school and I had nothing else wow. after that. And so, um, I just, you know, um, for me, when I start to get anxious or feel uncomfortable, like I plan and strategize. And, um, this was the year that I said, you know what, I'm just going to be free. I'm, I'm wow. not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and do anything like that. And I'm just going to like learn who I am. And that takes, you know, rejecting a whole lot of things, decolonizing, you know, my, my faith, decolonizing, you know, like certain beliefs about, you know, what is, what is right, what is wrong, yeah. um, who I am as a person, what is allowed in other spaces. And, um, I mean, that's, that's led to a lot of like interesting talks with family, friends, oh, um, coworkers, you know, you know, pastors would be, would be people that I thought were like going to be in my life for a long time. Mm. And, you know, actually, you know, I start speaking my mind, start speaking, um, my truth and actually a reality. I, I believe God's truth in, yeah. in, in, in regards to a lot of different things. Um, and you know, I lost a lot of people. Right. So, yeah. um, and that's okay. I don't feel, I don't feel bad mm -hmm. about it. I feel, I, I, like I, I told my wife in, in the beginning of this year, I said, Lindsay, you're going to get the best version of me yeah. and you've never seen this person before. Wow. So, uh, 2019 was just reclaiming who I am and yeah. saying, I'm not going to allow other people to tell yeah. me who I am and I'm, and I'm just going to explore that. And so wow. I just started having a ton of conversations with folks. That's amazing. Yeah. It sounds like I hear a lot of, uh, like for you to articulate that so clearly, like that doesn't come easy. <laughs> but I mean, that's probably on the other end of, I'm guessing a lot of tearful, you know, processing conversation. That's about three years of processing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it sounds like, like the, the settled place, the real like grounded place that you're speaking from right now. It sounds like it's really hard fought to get there. Yeah. Um, and that's really encouraging. I think for people to hear that and see that. And, um, so you mentioned your wife, you mentioned your degree and some of the, the, the new career path that you're charting for yourself. So just by way of getting to know you more, mm -hmm. um, talk to us about that. Like what does like life look like for you on the day to day these days? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm married, been married for two years, um, to my wonderful life, wonderful wife <laughs> for life. There we go. Wife for life. Uh, wife for life, baby. <laughs> um, Lindsay, uh, we met about four years ago. We've been together for four years, and um, yeah, we're an interracial couple. Just you know, just navigating this thing um, together. Uh, um, let's see. I mean, I I'm uh, I'm a coordinator at a big like engineering conglomerate. Like honestly, it's just like this big thing. There's like six or seven companies underneath <laughs> it, and I'm just like a coordinator across the board for all these companies, and it's hey. just really interesting to just be doing this work. Yeah, so I don't work there anymore. Um, it just didn't work out, and I'll leave it at that. But I will say I'm in a much better work situation um, that I'm proud to go to every single day and makes me proud to help others come to work every single day. I'm a community manager for a co-working space called TechSpace in Costa Mesa, California. So shout out TechSpace. And if you need an office, come see me. Um, in organizational development and talent development, um, uh, as far as like what I would love to be doing, you know, full time wholeheartedly is like, you know, helping people identify uh, who who and what they want to be, mm. you know, and and wow. allowing them to be themselves and wherever they're at, be that, wow. you know. Yeah. So whether they found a job that they love, but they feel like kind of stifled or not really know who they are, 
um, in the midst of that and they're like questioning that. I want them to find their identity, find their voice, um, especially people of color um, wow. in yeah. predominantly white spaces to be able to be them full selves in those spaces because that's you know why they got hired, that's yeah. where they are. Um, you know, and, and help those those that are on the outskirts, all those that are marginalized and kind of like, actually, no, you, you have a place here. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you honestly do belong. And so, like, that's like, like, when I have conversations with folks, like, that's what fires me up. Like, yeah. that's what gives me life is to really um, remind people of their value and wow. remind people that their their ideas, their their thoughts, their, their dreams, they matter and, and yeah. like, their personhood matters. And wow. so, yeah, and just, collaborating those two things and work together right right yeah lived out in the workplace exactly. in teams and leadership exactly because it's needed like yeah. it's so needed and we can go down the rabbit hole of that but like it's yeah. so needed and i feel like it's missing yeah but there's a resurgence of that happening right mm. now and so i just feel like it's so needed man so. i definitely want to hear more about that but yeah. for now yeah know, keep, <laughs> i mean i think that does show us a little bit more about who you are by just what you're driven by passionate about what mm. you're working towards um, and so you named a couple of things like conversations, processing, like the kind you've been doing for the past three years, mm -hmm. um, and then unlocking people's potential just by allowing them to be who they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Conversations that really get to what's real. And so I'm imagining that this is how this project kind of got birthed. Um, yeah. so why a podcast in the middle of your year of, mm -hmm. you know, reclaiming your personhood in the middle of like pursuing this new trajectory of, you know, working with teams and leaders and organizations around allowing people to be who they truly are, mm -hmm. um, in difficult spaces or what, or whatever it may be. What led to, you know, the next expression of that being a podcast? Yeah. Um, uh, my whole like thought process and like theory behind like people being their full selves in the workplace all begins with like how they grew up their family yeah. systems their their um their friend groups all those different things yeah and it really is like a reflection those things reflect in the workplace more than we realize um wow. and i feel like so many people um have like these surface level relationships with the people that are closest to them yeah like i i really feel like you know like there's so many questions that I wanted to talk to my mom about. And like, we have a great relationship. Me and my mom, like, I would say she's, I mean, a long list of like 10 people on my list of like best friends. Like my mom <laughs> is on that list, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, but like, there's so many things that I want to know and I wasn't around for to understand. Mm. Um, especially her being like a extremely young mother. My mom had me at 15. Wow. And so yeah. like, what was her thought process of like, I wouldn't have blamed her if she decided not to go through with the pregnancy. Right. I mean, I'm I'm 28 and I'm strug I'm struggling to try to like you know yeah. me and my wife are just trying like making it happen. You know right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. I can't imagine um, by her age, by my age now, what I am. She had three kids. Like yeah. what kept her going? You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. understanding that and how does that impact how she related to us growing up and mm. her parenting style? Um, just kind of like having some you know pretty in depth conversation about with my wife about. Um, uh, you know, we're in a, an interracial couple. So I'm mm. a black, I'm a black male. Mm. I'm a black man in America. Lens is a white woman. Mm. And, um, you know, 50 years ago, that's like, you know, my, my grandparents was around when it was illegal for us to get married. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like it was illegal, like less than 60 years ago for us to get married. That's mm. not that long ago. And understanding that those, there is the, um, there is a residue of racism that is pretty consistent and it permeates the air all around us. And yeah. 
where everywhere we go, we get stares every single time, you know, every single time we're together. And we're, I mean, and those are things that we have to wrestle with. And so like, those are things that we prepared for externally um, when we were getting ready to get married throughout our dating relationship. Um, but when we were, when we, we weren't prepared for the integration of our cultures to come together. And that's caused a ton of strife in our marriage. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's just been like such a trying time in our marriage. And so like, I feel like these, those conversations, those hard conversations, um, in various types you can have outside in the homes, in the workplace and, you know, day to day when you're meeting folks. And I feel like now more than ever, they're important that we do these in a healthy way. Mm. Um, that we, that we use these, these people that we're close with, that we use these as training grounds for outside, but right. even more so that they're crucial to have. And so like, that's why I decided to just, you know what, like why, what, why would I wait around to see and figure this out? Like why not just do it and just record it and hopefully this would be and a dope resource for folks. <laughs> Let it fly and see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's really, yeah. that's really, well one, I just admire your vulnerability <clears throat> and like leading with that, you know, mm-hmm. saying like these are conversations I need to have anyways mm-hmm. and seeing in culture, you know, this is a new way of having these kinds of conversations needs to happen. So why not model that, which I think I'm, I'm really thankful for. And I think that shows a lot of your leadership and, yeah. um, so you've named this project and also like what we, the kind of conversations we're talking about is like real talk. Yeah. Just like describe that for us. Like what makes the conversation like a real talk conversation? Yeah. Or what makes it real talk? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How, that's, how that's, that? that's really great question. So, um, so when I think of, when I think of like real talk, I, I, I and I hope throughout this podcast, I don't say it too often, <laughs> <laughs> but when I, I think of like real, it's like meaningful and substantial. It's substantive. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, from when I'm, when I'm talking with like my brother, for example, my youngest brother, we're nine years apart. Um, I think a good portion of our lives, we talked about basketball. Yeah. Yeah. How was your day at school? Fine. I heard you, you had a big test today. How'd it go? Good. Like, that's like, you know, the typical conversations that we have. What I think is meaningful and like more substantial is like, you know what? Like, Reg, I want you to know that I see you working hard. Um, and I know that, you know, you have, um, I, I see you working hard and I see the potential, the deep potential in you. Yeah. Where does that drive come from? Like, where does wow. that like deep desire to like be successful come from? Yeah. And just leaving an open ended question like that, allowing him to like dig deep, you know? And I think those are, there are various levels of like, quote unquote, like real or meaningful forces that you can have like, Hey, like, how was your test today? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Sometimes it's a like, starting place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you could really mean that. And it really, that could be substantial. Like there's, everybody comes from different places. Not everybody has deep, close relationships with their family or their, you know, friends or whatever, yeah. um, or even their spouse for that matter. Um, but I think how we choose to utilize the time with, with the people that we're closest with, with the people that are in our circle, um, that's what makes it real. That's what makes it meaningful. That's what makes yeah. it substantial. Um, and I think that that's what I mean by real talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like taking advantage of that time. Yeah. Um, cause you don't know what could happen. Like you honestly don't know what could happen. Yeah. And so, um, even something as simple as, you know, like I'm not gonna, like I tell my brother every single time I, I end off the phone with either my brothers, my mom, my wife, anybody I, I'm hanging out with, I say, I love you. Hmm. And like, even as a man, like, 
you know, like as a male, like I feel like there's like a stigma with that too, of like Just this toxic masculinity that, yeah. of like saying, oh, I love you, bro. Or, I love you. <laughs> no, I say I love you, yeah. and I just leave it at that. I don't yeah. say I love you, bro. I don't. I just I love you, and I just yeah. like that is meaningful. That is substantial. That is like emotion. That's like emotional. That's vulnerable, and, I, yeah. and that those are the kinds of conversations. That's real. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. I think as you're talking, I'm thinking about like you know we just had dinner, and yeah. I I feel like we can tell when those like moments of like I have the choice to take this deeper or yeah. not. Like, yeah. and there's so much even just like. A subtle like microsecond of like vulnerability or risk in mm. making a conversation real yes <laughs> make like you know so the the and it's usually around like that next question yes. right mm. so we talked about our work we talked about you know our you know our wives are away on a work trip right mm. now and so we talked about hey you know how's that been you know and then there's this moment um i think when you ask like a real question like hey how are you doing with this and um as i'm hearing you talk about it like man, how many times do we have that opportunity to just be more curious mm-hmm. like, of the people that we're closest with? Mm-hmm. And that feels like it unlocks some of that realness <laughs> yeah, yeah. that makes the talk real. Um, yeah, what would you say to that? Just I like mean, the, the times that we're faced with the opportunity to yeah. go real and like what keeps us from that and then like how can somebody lean into turning that corner? Well, it's really vulnerable to ask that question, right? Yeah. Like to put yourself out there to... to to ask a question that could really actually, you know, you don't know what that's going to trigger in the other person. Mm-hmm. Like when I asked you that question earlier, I had no idea what was going to trigger that. Right. Like you could have easily burst into tears. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what's going on with you right there. Um, but I think there's a level of vulnerability and willingness um, and also some levels of like humility yeah. uh, from both sides to actually engage in that. Absolutely. Like, um, and a desire to do that and go deeper with that other person. Yeah. Um, and I think... Oftentimes it's just it's just so scary. Like vulnerability is so scary. Like it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but I'm just gonna like um jock like Brene Brown real quick of yeah. like you know, like she talks about what it takes to get into the arena. Like mm. in, in her book Dare to Lee, like what does it take to get in the arena? Like you have to just like let your guard down. Yeah. You know, wow. and, and I, I feel a lot of people put these guards up, um, whether it be, you know, um my go to before was like knowledge, you know. I wasn't always the biggest person or strongest person growing up, so it was like either I was super athletic or like um just i'm just gonna be the I'm smartest person know more than yeah you. i'm just yeah. gonna be known um uh then it became like comedy so i'm just gonna be the funniest person huh. if i can't be the smartest if i can't be the most athletic i'm gonna be the most funny and like it takes a lot to say you know what like i don't have it mm. and that's it and just yeah. being okay with that and yeah. like even when somebody like honestly like you could like and you did share some really hard stuff with me yeah. and like uh, me not having an answer for that and not being okay and like me just being wanting right. to support you yeah. but at the same time we like laughed a whole lot too yeah. you know, it's like there's both you just gotta hold both intention um, yeah I think it's it's those moments come available like more often than we think but we mm-hmm. back down or shy down like shy away from them and as we're talking I'm thinking well, you know why is that and I think part of it is uh, feeling like we need to have answers or mm-hmm. have solutions to when somebody's exploring something really hard or challenging like but there's so much of just being present yeah right that makes a conversation real and substantial so well has anybody ever asked you like hey how are you doing today yeah yeah good yeah you know what i'm saying like i have and some i forgot who who said it to me actually it was my junior junior year um english teacher hmm. mrs Braden. 
Uh, she didn't say directly Brady. to me. Shout out, Miss Brady. Um, I lost her email address, or I would have sent Dang. her every single paper, every single paper in college. Because she said <laughs> she said to do that. She retired. Oh, she was man. like, if you want to send me your papers in college, please send me them. Wow. Oh, I missed out on a good opportunity. Anyways, um, she said uh, to our class, she was like, you know what? Don't ask somebody how they're doing unless you really want to know. Mm. You know. And she said, I took a survey one time. Like somebody asked me how I was doing. And, and she responded, do you even really care about how I'm doing? Because she, you know, like, right. you know, how often do we just keep it pushing or keep it walking? Yeah. And like, keep it, keep it going um, when you ask somebody how they're doing, you know? And I, and it might sound silly and funny, but like, um, when I have like a call with like a customer service or <laughs> I call some folks like new hires for when I do onboarding at work or... Again, don't work there anymore. Thank God. You know, I'm, I'm talking to somebody, another manager yeah. or, or vice president or something like that. Like, I'll call them and I ask them how they're doing. And I'm just like, if they say like, oh, I'm doing all right. I'm like, oh, like, uh, you know, like, tell me more about that. You know, so <laughs> I don't do it every single time. Like, yeah. uh, you know, some people really care about their time. But, right, uh, right. But like, you know, like that really shifts the conversation. Like that completely that makes real. Like, honestly, yeah. like they don't even like real. They're not expecting that at all. Like, it, I have not... Like, so I have talked to people and like, that is literally like, um, like, how are you doing today? And like, I've commented on what they just said. Shows like, wow, this person actually cares yeah. about me. And those moments of care, like literally changed to somebody's the day. Micro moment. I that's really believe total it. disruptive. Like that's a glitch in the matrix. That's yeah. like shaking us out of our like passive interactions with people. Yeah to really like being present and like caring and that enough I think makes it like you said meaningful and substantial yeah I feel like it. and the hard part is like we live in such a technological age right now it's mm -hmm. like it's just so it's so frustrating that like I get nervous to make phone calls you know what I'm saying <laughs> like I do get nervous like I make I make I make conversations all I talk to people for my job and I get nervous like I'd rather send an email and I'm just like this problem would be solved in a quarter of the time, like this thing that we've been, you know, messaging back and forth for 30 minutes actually would have been solved if I called you and it would have been done in two. But even saying? that feels vulnerable. Even that yeah. feels scary. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know, like, honestly, you just like, all these things go through my mind. Like, I don't know what kind of day they're having. Like, oh, it's an inconvenience. Like, that's what you think about. It's yeah. like, it's inconvenience to ask that extra question. It's inconvenience to like start feeling these things. It's inconvenience to like listen to this person tell us their day. Um, but at the end of the day, if you think about like, when you care about people or when you love people in general, yeah. like it actually has nothing to do with you. Like loving people has nothing to do with me. It has wow. absolutely everything to do with the other person. Wow. So if you think about it that way, then it's like, oh shoot, like, yes, I will inconvenience myself. Right. So, man, yeah. love and inconvenience go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, uh, what can people expect to like jump into this? Because I mean, even just, listening to this podcast kind of choosing to show up to more real talk and and even just by passively like you know listening how you're doing it um just what what can people expect if they listen to more of the podcast yeah shoot man honestly you know there's gonna be some explicit content to be real like i know there's some folks okay here. there's your warning there yeah you that's the explicit content warning um honestly i think um because like some of the people like i i mess around with a lot of like mess around that's a really not good phrasing but I like I, I run in a, a, a like a wide variety of circles and I, I love hearing people's stories and not everybody you know um, has a clean and polished background and I love that 
Like that's right. their story and I want to hear it. Um, and those are the people that are closest to me. I want people to feel free and be themselves um, on this and I don't want anybody to sugarcoat. Like I was talking to a friend of mine and I asked him if he wanted to be interviewed here. And he said, all right, like, do I have to like not cuss, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, oh, you can drop it, yeah. all, all, all the bombs. Bombs, all of them, all <laughs> you want, dog, like all of them. Like, yeah. I'll cuss with you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because if, if there is a, any, a tiny bit, uh, a tiny bit of like withdrawal or, or withholding of themselves or who they are, or they're wow. naturally yeah. part of who they are, then they're not going to answer these questions wholeheartedly. They're not, it's not real talk. Yeah. It's not real. It's not real. And so, um, so I want that. Um, I think, I mean, just in the bit I was sharing, you can already tell the kind of person that I am. Like, uh, I'm unapologetically honest, mm. um, but I try and do it in a way that's, you know, not combative, even though it might feel that way. Um, but uh, I do want to push people to think critically and not think the same because I feel like life is too short to just have this consistent mind frame of thinking. Yeah. Um, but to be challenged in, in what they believe and how they believe it and why they believe it and where that came from. And not because that's like my schooling and how like that, but like honestly, like life is so much sweeter when you just like, like sprinkle in a little bit of doubt, you know, and just yeah. like is this the way that things are? Always? <laughs> and that's where like creativity, innovation, all these different things. When you ask an additional question mm. of a thing, of a process, of people, you just find out so many yeah. crazy things. Like the funnest times I've had is where I've just like let go and just like, you know, had a little had a, had a little bit of doubt sprinkled in. So yeah. just like explicit content. Fun stuff, challenging stuff. Hopefully, you know this invokes you to have like some meaningful and substantial confident uh, yeah. conversations with the people that are in your circle. That's yeah. what I really, really would hope. Yeah, say more about that. Just what would be your hope for? I'm listening to the podcast, or I'm, I'm, you know, getting exposed to these conversations. What would be your hope for the listener? The the that they'd walk away feeling, thinking, being what? Shoot, man, I, I, I don't want. So this is the picture. This is the the frame of this is the 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 picture that I have in my mind. If if I'm sitting down and I'm talking with somebody and recording this podcast, like we're talking right now, yeah. I want the feeling um, of somebody, like we're at coffee. I yeah. want them to feel like they've just walked into the coffee shop. They see me because they know me, uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, and I'm like, "Yo, come like, yo, come meet my boy Jonathan, or come right. meet my my wife Lindsay. We're just chatting about this, this, and this." And like I invite them to sit down, mm. and so like they they like are joining into the conversation, but like not only like they they join this conversation, but they like and, and the invitation is like yo like um, yo I just had this tough conversation like now you know that might inspire them to have or motivate them to have like you know a conversation with with some of their friends it doesn't always have to be like you know tears or anger or like, <laughs> yeah that's, no, good. Like, that's good yeah you know what i'm saying like it, like a tough conversation can be really joyful too like you know that can lead to a lot of laughs like yeah um you know just it's, going that next layer yeah deeper, just, just just yeah just like spend some extra time like asking an additional question of those that are close to you like I'm, i don't plan on interviewing anybody like super famous or anything like that like there are people that i want to have on here but like i just want to interview the people that like I know I've met and like I I really enjoy and love and really want to like know more about. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like my hope. Yeah, that's really good. And I'm taking out of this conversation just that time piece that mm -hmm. that like it's about taking that extra time to ask that extra question yeah. to get to that next level of depth. That's yeah. what makes it substantial and meaningful, which is something that we can all do mm -hmm. like right now. Yeah. And if it's okay if we're not there yet, um, that's why we're having these kinds of conversations that you're modeling. Yeah. But 
it's not like you have to do so much intense work mm. or learn new skills or use words that aren't yours. Yeah. It's about no. taking that extra time to ask that next extra question of curiosity or, you know, wonder about the people closest to you. Yeah. So that way you can get to that next level of really knowing and mm. seeing each other. You yeah. Know? And that's I just, love that word wonder because that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. I was talking to Lynn the other day and she was just like, thank you so much for asking me like, I asked her something or whatever, um, I think it was on a work project or something like that, and um, uh, she said, thanks for asking me, like, good questions, and, like, it, like, dawned on me, it's like, I actually ask you good questions because I actually want to know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you genuinely want to know, yeah, then you'll ask a good question, but at the same time, like, you know, like, do you genuinely love this person? All right, ask a question. Yeah, yeah like, those two things go together. So, I like, feel so loved when I, somebody asks me a good question about, especially about how I'm experiencing something mm. or what I think about something, not just about the events that have, like, taken place, but, like, how I've experienced them yeah. or how I'm processing or just that extra level because it feels like you have the spotlight of their attention mm. on you. Mm. And, like, by you asking me that question, like, I have your full attention and that is love, you know, mm -hmm. like we use, we understand love and listening like interchangeably. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm just reflecting on that. Like when someone is really in a, a place of wonder about me or how I'm experiencing something, like mm -hmm. I feel so loved because I feel so like noticed yes. and seen yes. and that's huge. Yes. Yeah. And that's it though. That's, that's, that's the, that's the thing. That's what we're doing here then, right? That's it. That's it. That's, That's what this money. is all about. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Well, thanks, Jonathan. Um, Bro, thank you. you. Man, this is, I'm excited for this journey, yeah. man. And um, it's so needed and necessary. And it would be easier. I'll just say this. Like, it would be yeah. easier to say, like, I'm going to reach out to some author and interview them. Mm. I'm going to reach out to somebody I don't know because that's safe. Yes. And would, you know, raise profile or whatever. Mm. It's so much harder to have these conversations with the people you're closest with. Mm -hmm. And I just really appreciate that that's where you're starting because that's really compelling. And if this means anything, right? It's like conversations about race, politics, or faith. Like we can post or talk to our friends who think just like us, but if we can't say things around our dinner tables, around our holiday, you know, times yeah. with family, then does, is that really what we're about? And so yeah. similarly, I feel like just really uh, challenged and in like a really good way inspired mm -hmm. by you choosing to start off this work with those closest to you, you know, yeah. your mom, your brother, like where there's the most at stake relationally, like leading with that vulnerability is really cool. So, mm -hmm. and I'll say this cause you reminded me of something I was thinking about today. It's yeah. like, um, like, can we be, can we still be in deep relationship with people that we disagree with? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Can we still be in deep relation, relationship Oof. with those that are like on the complete opposite spectrum? Like right now, like if you're asking me right now, like, you know what I'm saying? Like just oh, our political man. climate is in, insane. Like, yeah. and it, it, this has always been there. This is not a new thing, but I feel like it's just so out in the open. Yeah. But that's, I feel like this skill, this ability to like disagree, but still love mm -hmm. one another, um, especially <laughs> flesh and blood, close friends, yeah. spouses like there's it's just yeah. crazy like it can we still do that I believe that we can yeah um, wow yeah yeah I believe that we can so that's, that's what this that's what this is all about man. Yeah. so that's the line in the sand you believe we can and we're gonna try to figure this out yeah. together so let's do it yeah I'll caveat that with like 
as emotionally healthy as possible. Like, taking, care not, yes, taking care of ourselves. Taking care of ourselves. Like, if it's yeah. unhealthy yeah. in that fam, but, like, yeah. otherwise, yes, I believe you can. Yeah, which yeah. I think is a good thing to explore, like, getting in the arena and taking off that, like, false armor, but mm. still taking care of yourself. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, like, you mentioned earlier, like, from a healthy, emotionally processed, like, really healthy place. And that's what I'm most excited for you to, to dive into mm. moving forward in these conversations, because that's a tension to hold, but I think you've demonstrated it yourself really well, and... I'm excited to see that play out. Yo, and that's it. Thank you so much for rocking with me on this journey and through episode one, it is done. I am excited to continue this with y'all. And like I said, my hope is that this inspires you to get real and have meaningful conversations, substantial conversations with the people that are in your lives. Cause we don't know what we miss until we miss them. This podcast was produced by myself, Jonathan Dumas, with major production help and music by the oh-so-talented Tony Deros. And if you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. You can always reach out to me by email and let me know what conversations you're having at rtwdpodcast at gmail.com. That is rtwdpodcast at gmail.com. Till next time, y'all. Peace.